song title again? I'm the lonely little man. Is it rolling, Bob? our start that's a short one by uh, willie nelson now listen i uh, i put that on because uh, last night i watched the celebration for uh, willie nelson's 90th birthday party and it was a great concert um having keith richard was fantastic he came on at the end and he really sang and and what was beautiful you could really feel the love so many people had for Willie Nelson. Like, it was real. This is a guy we love. Politicians don't get this kind of love, you know. And uh, this this was people who knew him and, and uh, appreciated all he's done for, uh, I guess, popularizing pot. But writing, writing great music, good songs, good lyrics, and doing things his way. And just a wild character. Uh, so, yeah. Cheers, hats off. I don't care if you <laughs> if you like him or you don't. That's too bad if you don't. Well, what do you know? Anyway, uh, no point in uh, going down that way. I want to stay positive. I'm trying to because I'm in a parking lot facing Shoppers Drug Mart. It's the uh, outside. What's no frills? Which one is it? Steve's or Bill's or one of those? Right on. Uh, Right on the Danforth and uh, Eglinton. Got to get some ingredients to make myself, or to make, no, not make myself, for me to make a uh, shepherd's pie for the family. (sighs) Nelka gets a little tired of cooking, and I try at least to cover the Monday meal and maybe have a plan for the Tuesday. And The problem is, and I know this is stupid to say, but like she whipped, she whipped up spaghetti last night just to meat sauce, just as simple, as quick as possible, and it just tastes amazing all the time. And like I just don't know. It's like 
an instinct or just knowing there's no recipes, there's no taking time. You know, I, I get it. I'm, I need to be in the kitchen for an hour, have everything in front of me that I can see bowls to put the chopped up things in. It's just got to be organized in a certain way. Uh, doesn't leave much room for creativity. Although, I mean, lately the things I've made have tasted better, you know, so there's some things that are, that are going okay, but just generally, um, it's really hard to, it's, it's, you know, to, because you just know whatever she makes, it's going to taste better. All right. You know, you've probably heard that before, and uh, I don't want to sound like I'm whining, because I probably am. I'm just feeling a little down today. It's December 18th. It's about just after 2 in the afternoon, a Monday. Gray skies, a little bit of rain. And it's just that so close to Christmas, and I always get down at this time. Like, what am I going to get? I don't have any Christmas spirit. I don't have any cheer or excitement. I haven't had that for years and years. I, I probably mentioned this already uh, on the previous podcast. I just can't get things right. I can't get into it, and it's never the right gift. Now, I did. Online, I saw a voucher. It was a flash sale, but it was a a seven-course teppanyaki dinner for two. And um, I bought that. I just went to the... Um, um, staples to print off the coupon and at least I can give my wife that and say here take a friend she's got good Japanese friends and it'd be so much nicer if she went and had the evening eating Japanese food with a Japanese friend so she could speak Japanese um so that's something I'll have to do something else uh as well I've got to look and and the time is just this pressure of time you know Friday I'm driving to Kempville Stay there overnight Saturday in uh, uh, my sister's place. Where does she live now? Um, you know, again, this this thing of trying to remember the name right away. Uh, Kanata. Kanata. Um, it's just, it's gone, and I, it's starting to frighten me. It's starting to scare me, and I know God can. Hey, hey, you already told us about this. Back off, buddy, because you're just making it worse. And I, and I do believe that. If you start worrying about something, uh, it's. I saw something on today flashing by, and it was something of people who are afraid of getting sick or getting a disease or, or, or are, the stats are showing they're more likely to die. Now, maybe they know something, or it was something like that. It was something, but meaning fear does not help you. And I know that's the case. I think I'm a little anxious. I've got to see my neurologist, and, I, and I'm, I'm wanting to have a reality check. Okay, yeah, this is, this is what's going to happen to you. I can't say when, I can't say how fast, but this is the state you're going to get to when you're really going to need a lot more help and there are fewer things you're going to be able to do. And, and I'm frightened. I am frightened of that. <sighs> God, I guess I'm unloading. And of course that is part of the point of the Dixon Jane's podcast, right? Just to let go of some of this crap that builds up and eats at you. It's sort of a, it's just that this mild overall depression that comes with Christmas and, and, you know, you're wanting to make it nice and, and always, again, it's like the food always 
I end up getting something from now because I always say, oh, I don't need it. I don't need it. No, 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 take it back. I don't need it. And then try it on, and then I really like it. And she's just she's just good at that. I, I know it sounds like, Ken, maybe this is just an imaginary person. Maybe you're not even married, you know, and you're just, you've created this character who seems to be perfect. Well, she's not perfect. <laughs> I'll tell you that. She's not perfect. She's subject to mood swings, too. And um, sometimes you can be on the receiving end of one that you don't particularly want to be dealing with. Uh, But very often, she has good cause for being a little annoyed and pissed off and uh, not happy with her lot in life. Mm. So anyway, gosh, I'm just, I'm babbling. I I know I'm babbling. Um better check and see. Did I make any notes? Ken, 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 Ken. You're losing them. You're losing them. You're losing them. Going down. Sorry. Uh, Rob Ford Stadium. Uh, there's an, a, state, a football stadium out in Etobicoke. Nice little one with stands and scored, you know, keeper thing and all that stuff. Rob Ford, former mayor of Toronto, who made international headlines. He was, um, you know, blitzed out on coke and being drunk and, and just a bit of a wild card. One of the four brothers. His brother is the Premier of Ontario. If you're from out of, if you're not from Canada, you might not know this. He was the mayor that made that big fuss. And sadly, I mean, he died a bit too young, but it was a wild life, a wild ride. And his brother is the Premier and uh, same family, both known to be, you know, drug dealers during school days or so it's said. Anyway, there's a proposal to name this Centennial Stadium in Etobicoke after him, the Rob Ford Stadium. And the city council in Toronto passed it uh, to say, yeah, go ahead. And, you know, I really mouthed off last time about uh, a lot of things that annoyed me politically and so on. And I really don't care about this one. I noticed that our mayor, Olivia Chow, who's going to be at loggerheads with Doug Ford, he's conservative, she's certainly NDP left-leaning, uh, she's the mayor of Toronto. He's the premier of the province. He controls a lot of the purse strings. Toronto needs money. So she voted in favor. And I think that was just a political move on her part, a wise political move, because to piss him off, for her to turn around and say, no, I'm the mayor, and I say, no, your your dead brother isn't going to have a stadium named after him. And the people who are supporters saying, listen, this guy lived for football. He played football. He loved football. He coached football. He was really in on it. He didn't molest children. He might have been a bit rough, apparently, but he was he was probably a, a, a popular coach. And so I think, yeah, that's okay. Let, let him have it, you know. Hey, he's dead. Uh, and then who's to say years down the road somebody might come along with a plan to rename that after somebody else. Um, Here we go. And I'm going to try and steer away from politics. You're probably sick of it. I've just been consumed by it. But just this last point that, uh, you know, you would have already heard on the news, that Israel uh, shot three of their own hostages, three men who survived the kidnapping from the raid in October, October 5th or 7th, whatever, by Hamas, had been prisoners, somehow were free, uh, apparently holding a white flag. They were shirtless, and it sounds like a sniper took them out. Couldn't be trusted, dangerous, and all three 
Israeli soldiers. Soldiers that they were going to supposed to go in there and rescue were shot dead by the Israeli military. Now, somebody's feeling really shitty who gave that order. Somebody's feeling really shitty who took them out. Um, but the families and Israeli citizens have got to be very, very upset about this. You know, these, these, this, they, they survived this long in captivity and somehow could have been saved that very day. And instead, the, uh, they were taken out. It, it's just, it just shows the horror. But you'd, you'd almost think, okay, surely this is a wake-up call for Israel, for uh, the uh, Netanyahu, for the leader, for, for everybody involved, to the Americans who are supporting them, bankrolling them, to say, hey, hey, hey. Time to stop the bombing, man. Time to stop. Time for that ceasefire that the whole world is asking for. Anyway, that's all I got. I just, I needed just to let off. I feel a little better. I I don't know if I could share this idea with you. This is, I mean, some of you will be listening to this around Christmas time, and uh, so maybe I should put in a little Christmas song. I, I seldom ever do that. Or something a little nicer you could enjoy to... You know, so so yeah, whatever, whatever. Ken, you don't have to please them. They're not. They're not going to be pleased anyway. Just forget it. Just forget it, Ken. Just do your thing. Well, that's the thing I want to talk about. Doing my thing. I have a plan. I have an idea. And I think my nature, and I think it was inbred in our family, if that's the right term. It's sort of bred, maybe not inbred, but it's it's. It's in us, in our DNA maybe, a lack of confidence. And I can have some great ideas, and especially when I get high, and these ideas say, yeah, 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 go for it. And then a day later, the sober second thought, no, no, you can't do that. No, that's foolish. No, that won't work. No, it won't be good. And all those negative things that that just weigh you down and they take away they sap your strength they sap your creativity they they just suck the life out of you and it's there it's always there and this is why i've always been you know the, the dixon james podcast yeah it's good enough i i take pride in the fact that hey at least it's still going it's lasted this long but uh it, it's just it just it is what it is it's it's just not something I don't know. What, what, what am I saying? Yeah, it's special. It's odd. It's okay. It is what it is. Maybe that's the, that. I think that's an, a horrible phrase because it just sort of means absolving you of all responsibility. It could be better if I tried. Is that it? And maybe I don't want to try in case it's not. It doesn't get better. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I, now I'm at the point where, oh my God, Ken, you got to start apologizing now. No, 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 just cut it. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. Okay. <clears throat> that means we're going. Um, I don't have any notes for you today. 
I think that's a good thing. Uh, but I'll tell you where I am. It's December 19th. It is a Tuesday. It's just about noon, and I am in Bluffers Park watching all the ducks that have come in. I'm at the boat launch area. It's kind of nice. You get a view of the, the willow trees and the other green ones. And the sun is breaking through the clouds, so it's uh, it's quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful. Anyway, uh, so much for the weather report. Ooh, I see a lot of got a got a lot of mail here, but uh, we'll deal with that later. Ooh, delete, delete, delete. Oh, that's so nice when you can do that. You don't even have to read them. You just see who it's from. Here's two more. Delete, delete. Good. You with me? Hang on, one more. Okay, and that one. Uh, that one I don't have to delete. All right. So I've got a book with me. I'm trying to. Uh, organize some of my books. I've got my library downstairs. I've got two libraries, one in the bar, one in a hallway of sort of the secondary collection, a lot of science fiction, a lot of history, a lot of hardcover books that uh, they're kind of precious to me and I don't want to get rid of, but, you know, eventually I'm going to have to. Uh, None of them are worth a lot of money. And, you know, there's there's a lot of vintage Japan history books that I, that I think are interesting. Um, you know, written long ago, maybe pre-war, and uh, with the Japanese perspective and so on. Um, so to somebody, <laughs> they'd be of interest, but uh, not to the average uh, the average reader. I've got on my lap another book. So I, I've also got this third library upstairs in my room, things that I thought I might want to read at bedtime, and, and they, they just don't belong there. It's it's nice to have books handy, you know. So one that I reached for is called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Canadian History. You've seen these idiot's guides, and uh, sometimes they have inter- I thought this would be a good quick reference. I probably bought it to uh, for my son, but I ended up with the book. And so I'm just going to slip to a chapter. It's a, a theme I've been talking about on the Dixon Jane's podcast about the Americanization of Canada, which has always been a thing. Um, me growing up in the uh, 50s and early 60s, of course, our television was, it was all American shows that we watched. There was CBC, Don Messer's Jubilee, and a couple of other things, but it was so much American and things that influenced me, the cowboy movies and uh, Davy Crockett stuff. But here is a uh, a section called The Times They Were A-Changing, 1960 to 1996. And um, they're talking here. I think I'll just read it out to you verbatim. A key concern during the 1950s and 60s was the so-called Americanization of Canadian culture. In 1949, a year after I was born, the St. Laurent government appointed the Royal Commission on National Development in the arts, letters, and sciences to examine the state of culture in Canada. In 1951, the Commission pointed out a series of weaknesses in Canadian culture. There was no national art gallery, library, or archive for the systematic preservation of public records. There was no national support for universities, museums, theaters, or libraries and almost all popular entertainment was American in content, theme, and origin. Wow. Wow. Like nothing, no support. So the report stated that 
Canadian achievement in every field depends mainly on the quality of the Canadian mind and spirit. This quality is determined by what Canadians think and think about, by the books they read, the pictures they see, and the programs they hear. These things, whether we call them arts and letters or use other words to describe them, we believe to lie at the roots of our life as a nation. So they're waking up to the fact that, hey, somebody's pointing out to that government that, you know, we are being dominated by American culture. And the funny thing is, we still are. You know, how much has changed? And successful Canadians, of course, go to the States and they think they're American and so on. Anyway, keep going. One of the Commission's key recommendations that the Canadian government establish the Canadian Council to give modest funds to writers, painters, musicians, and scholars was initially scoffed at by many Canadians, including the Prime Minister himself. St. Laurent publicly stated that the federal government had no business subsidizing ballet dancing. Hmm. Despite this initial skepticism, the Canadian Council was established after all. Unfortunately, American culture continued to flood into Canada. Given the scarcity of Canadian programming during the early years of TV, much of what came through the boob tube originated in the United States. In 1953, nearly 75% of the 1,289 feature films distributed in Canada were made in the United States. 75% of the films. Just one Canadian film made its way into theaters that year. My goodness. They don't say which. In 1954, 80% of the magazines purchased on Canadian newsstands were American. 80% of the magazines were American. My God. And throughout this period, much of the wire copy printed by Canadian newspapers was supplied by American news services. So there you go. It's no wonder we have a problem. And people just aren't aware of it. I mean, people watch these fucking stupid, inane TV shows emanating from America, American culture, American food, American music, American theaters, American everything is our culture. It's a joke. It's just a joke. And that's why I keep heaping praise upon Quebec, even though I don't agree with their doubling the funds to enter an English-speaking university and things there that are we're being, you know, in, done in the name of preserving French culture keeping the language alive. So that initial goal, I understand. There are, way, there are ways of doing it. You know, some of them are questionable. And most people would just sort of bitch about it and say those fucking French Canadians are stupid Quebec. Let them separate. No, no, no. Canada needs to Quebec to keep that French language alive. Very important to our identity and our history and our culture. And English-speaking Canadians in other provinces should be taking a lesson from them. Subsidize, help, you develop your poets, your artists, your writers, your singers, your dancers, everything. All right, enough of that. You don't need to hear from me. Um, switching topics. There was a bookmark, a piece of paper, a little scrap of blue paper written um, with some notes that I I don't fully understand when I wrote them or what they... Uh, what they're about. Here's here's a line. Podcasters reaching out to each other. There is no next time. Each time is precious. 
Um, so I don't know what's going out there. But on the back, I found something a little more interesting. I'm going to read it to you now, so get ready. Put your listening ears on. We are pieces of God. We came from a divine source. Who we are is what we came from. Okay? Now, I know a lot of you missed that, so I'm going to repeat that once more. Listen again. Try hard. Try and picture these words. What am, what am I saying? We are pieces of God. We came from a divine source. Who we are is what we came from. Okay? Got that? Who we are is what we came from, this divine source. Now, the next line is quite important. We are here as spiritual beings having a human experience. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. So it flips things on its head, okay? You get that last part? We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Now, I kind of like that. I'm just going to leave that with you. You make of that what you like. <laughs> uh, but I uh, I like that. I like that. And uh, it's up to you to make of that what you will. So uh, that's it. A little cheerier than yesterday when I had to uh, shut the uh, shut the recorder down because I was so flabbergasted. Uh, I've just come from Coffee with John. These are regular meetings. John and I meet at the Tim Hortons on Kingston Road and uh, Brimley. And um, it's kind of nice. We 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 just engage in conversation. It's very relaxed. We both talk. We both listen to each other. It, it's sort of an equal exchange. I've mentioned before that John is intelligent, creative, uh, a good listener, but also a good speaker. And I don't care much for his sense of humor, but that aside, always has interesting things to say. And, and you know you're going to have a good conversation and you know you can share things openly. Uh, and that's what we do. So I think that's kind of put me in a better mood. Now, I have things to do. I've got to go and buy uh, some liquor, maybe some sparkling wine. I always like to have uh, bottles of bubbly for the holidays. And uh, I'll be visiting both my brother, who's a non-drinker. Well, we'll have a light beer sometimes. But basically a non-drinker, good for him. He's better off for it. Uh, My sister, who does like to drink who I'm a little concerned about as she's getting older. She's, uh, is she going to be 82 this year? I'm going to be 86. And she's going to be 70, 86, 87. Gosh, she's going to be 83. Holy moly. That, that's, the, that's the age of old grandmothers, not sisters. Right? Because if my sister's 83, I'm no spring chicken myself. All right. So I think that's about it. I'm just going to leave this here. This is enough for today. I'd like to kind of put this out before I uh, leave for uh, Kempville and uh, Canada. But uh, we'll see what happens. That's uh, Friday morning. Yeah, I may be able to do that. So Scarborough Dude on his way to the liquor store. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again later on. Bye for now.
you before I met you Gonna get along without you now Gonna find me somebody twice as cute Cause you didn't love me anyhow You ran around with every girl in town And you never cared if you got me down Got along without you before I met you Gonna get along without you now Boom, 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 boom Gonna get along without you now Boom, 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 boom Gonna get along without you now Got along without you before I met you Gonna get along without you now Gonna find me somebody twice as cute Cause you didn't love me anyhow CBC Toronto, here is your news at 11 o'clock. Good morning, I'm Sarah McMillan. It is cloudy and plus one in Toronto. The high today is three degrees. We start in Ottawa, where Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he is seeing a shift in tone from the Indian government three months after he accused Indian agents of possibly being involved in the murder of a sick activist in B.C. There is the beginning of an understanding that they can't bluster their way through this, and there is a, an openness to collaborating in a way that perhaps they they were less open before. What does um, that mean? But it means what it is. There's an understanding that maybe churning out attacks against Canada isn't going to make this problem go away. That's Trudeau in a year-end interview with CBC's Rosemary Barton. Trudeau says that change in tone is in part the result of the United States announcing its investigation into a series of alleged Indian assassination plots across North America. Rosemary Barton's year-end interview with Prime Minister Trudeau airs next Monday, Christmas Day, on CBC TV.
Meanwhile, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is speaking publicly about the U.S. allegations in an interview with the London-based Financial Times. Ishan Gurg has the details. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi raised concerns about, quote, extremist groups abroad. A reference, experts say, to some members of the Sikh diaspora in Canada and the U.S., activists who want a separate state to be carved out of India's Punjab province. Modi told the Financial Times these people, under the guise of freedom of expression, have engaged in intimidation and incited violence. While Indian officials say they haven't received actionable information from Canada, they have formed a high-level committee to look into the U.S. allegations. They claim an Indian man working with an unnamed Indian government official tried to hire an assassin to kill Sikh leader Gurpatwan Singh Pannu in the U.S. Pannu has been designated a terrorist by India. Modi says New Delhi is looking into these allegations and that a few incidents cannot harm India-U.S. ties. Ishan Gerg for CBC News, New Delhi. I, sh- I should be a little more consistent here, and I should do like one ring to start, signal the start, and two rings or three to signal the end. No, two, to, one to start, two to end, and three to fuck. Change the subject, man. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, whether I'll remember that or not is another story altogether. We'll see. But I noticed that I'll end one and then the bell... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just the bells have just got... They're a thing. Like, they have to be, you know? Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'm just back from meeting my neurologist, uh, a doctor I really like. Uh, We did not book a follow-up appointment. I saw her six months ago and then today. And she said, you know, call if you you notice a change and you need me. And I kind of like that. I I really do like this doctor. Um, Her first words are, wow, since the last time I saw you, you seem to be walking a a lot better, a lot more confident. And I was thinking just the opposite. But my son has said that too. No, Dad, you're walking better. So this goes against everything that's been in my head. So I guess that's, I mean, it's good news, you know. Um, She doesn't expect to see any real change for at least a year, you know. She said this could, you know, it could be a year. I will progressively get worse in terms of mobility. I said, is this going to spread to my bowels and so on? No, there's no reason. It's not a disease or anything. It is the spine and, and it'll affect... You know, eventually you'll, you'll know, might notice it's going to be harder getting upstairs. And those that's when you have to start thinking about you're going to need a ramp, you're going to need an accessible shower and, and make those kind of changes. Um, but it isn't, you know, you don't have to be worrying about that just yet. But just be aware, watch for the changes. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing a lot of very personal information, but... I, I think that's what I've tried to do here all along anyway. Hey, this is my life, you know, and the life is changing, like this issue. Um, the hospital was full of people with appointments. I had a 10.30 in the morning appointment, and I had to park right up on the roof, like the third floor, to find a parking spot. It was just crawling with cars in and out. And uh, then got to the elevator, thought, okay, that's fine, out of service. So I had to walk down three flights of stairs carrying my walker and holding tight onto a railing with my my left arm and holding it with the right, but I did it. And fortunately, 
when I uh, came back to knowing, okay, it's going to be a lot harder going up carrying this thing, there was a young man behind me who said, I'll take that for you, and he carried it right up to the third floor. Very kind of him. I said, good karma is coming your way. And he was extremely pleasant and very nice. And uh, so there are a lot of good people around who will help out, you know, when you need it. So that that was good. Um, but anyway, I guess, you know, it's, it's a very slow progression. This is the, this is stemming from spinal stenosis, pinched nerves in the back, which have impacted my left leg. That's why I have to wear a brace all the time because I have drop foot. Um, probably it'll eventually get more so in my right as well, which is when I'll have to start worrying about driving and stuff. But for now, things are okay. So I guess I'm just going to leave it there. You know, no further tests, nothing, you know, they don't need further MRI or anything else. Nobody's that concerned. It's going to be a gradual decline in mobility issues. Okay. So there we are. Let's just park that. Thank you. Do you remember? That means change of topic. (laughs) Yeah, I remembered. Um, Anyway, so I, I guess that makes me feel okay. Uh, I'm parked at the um, graveyard. I thought this was an appropriate place after visiting the hospital, uh, St. Andrew's Cemetery, uh, for where the Thompson family is buried. It's a place I take. When I give the guided tour of Scarborough, if somebody's visiting me for the first time, uh, I take them here. And, of course, many of you who know me and who listen to this podcast have been to these places I talk about so frequently. Uh, my Scarborough. <sighs> yeah. So I don't think I have a whole lot more to add to that. I watched, I listened to a podcast on Amanda Knox. Uh, many of you will have heard of that. If you haven't, uh, Google it. Now, on my favorite, on Sam Harris, who you know I like, he interviewed her, and it was an hour and a half, basically, of just her telling her story. She was wrongfully... Uh, convicted of murder in a brutal way with a a knife to the throat of a roommate of hers in Italy. She's an American girl. She had an English roommate. They were sharing a house. She was 20 years old at the time, had a boyfriend, and was a bit of a, a wild girl, I guess you might say. Some people called her a slut, which was because she had slept with seven men already. Uh, that's not all that unusual. Uh, but anyway, the 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 prosecutor insisted she had done it, and for crazy reasons. So anyway, it's a, it's a good, it's an interesting story. But it was really she is now out there fighting for people who are wrongfully convicted or wrongfully charged, and um, has certainly matured through this process. But went through hell. I mean, spent years. I think she was like, oh, gosh, how long was she locked up? Uh, in Italy, over charges for this. And they did find out the person who did it in the end. Uh, But they insisted that he did it at her bidding and and with her involved and so on. So it was a horrific story, uh, but made for a very interesting podcast. And so, of course, then I went to to Netflix and watched the whole movie that was done about it. And it's a bit of a sleazy story, sleazy as far as the reporters wanted to get into this wild sex thing that happened, and they built it up all over. It was an international story. So I, why am I telling you? If if you haven't heard of it, it is an interesting. I would recommend the watching the uh, Netflix um, story. 
um, or video film. Uh, just call it Amanda Knox, K-N-O-X. All right, park that. So that's something else. I'm I'm near the end of The Crown. I have enjoyed it. Very sad uh, when Princess Margaret died, the sisters, uh, the, the Queen's beloved sister. And, of course, you anti-monarchists or non-royalists or won't give a shit about all that. But um, some of you might. It was. It's been a good story. It's very well done, very well acted, and uh, so on. Maybe you know they've taken liberties, of course, because people don't really know the private lives of the Queen. Uh, but anyway, it was good. All right. So, all right. I'm, I'm just. I'm keeping busy. I'm doing things. I'm watching. I'm reading. I'm on my third or fourth uh, Ian Rankin book on uh, about the. Um, uh, Inspector uh, Rebus, R-E-B-U-S. And those are, that's good reading, and it's a nice change from the uh, from video and television. So I don't think I have much else to share with you. I just wanted to give an update, and uh, I did that. And um, I think I'm going to go home and get some lunch and um, carry on with the day. I still have to do something Christmassy. I've got to find something, buy something, go somewhere. And uh, so that's uh, that's on the list for, uh, I guess, this afternoon. Talk to you again soon. Bye for now. I sacrifice my power altar of your love that it may be born again on another world I sacrifice my power on the altar of your love that it may be born again in this library I could lose myself transports gateways on every shelf Dark words, bright words of ice and fire As if an angel did descend And use the writer as a pen For here are Avalon of the heart Flight into freedom McDonald's, Lilith and Fantastis Lewis's Paralandra Sacrifice my power on the altar of your love That it may be born again on another world I sacrifice my power on the altar of your love That it may be born again Come friend, let us climb the white and flights of stairs Alrighty, hope you're enjoying that because I am Through the narrow door into the chamber Oh boy Dude, back at you. Just gonna uh, maybe drop the volume just a little bit so I can uh, hear myself. Whoa, that is the Water Boys from 20 years ago. It's one of those uncut CDs um, that came with the magazine from 2003. It was the best of 2003. So 20 years ago. I, I can't believe that I'm hearing this and, and just loving this. Holy shit, where'd this music come from? Uh, and this one in particular. 
I mean, it's the lyrics. Whoa, what's he saying? What's this about? But this is the example that I've been trying to share for so long of when I take my old iPod 5 and uh, put the earbuds in, get the stroller out or the the old days, the cane, and just hit shuffle and stuff like this comes up. And I've been unable to share that with you because I just couldn't somehow connect this. I'm in the Toyota right now. I'm in um, Bluffers Park. No, Thompson Park, sorry. Um, And uh, I've been trying to to reach you, to reach out, to share. Uh, This is the third try for this final take. Yesterday I sat here and I just I just said no I got nothing, which is unusual. Uh, then I went to the road trek and tried there and I recorded a 19-minute clip and felt bad about it and realized no 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 dude you owe them more than that. Anybody who's still a listener you owe them something. So um, here we are again, take three. I, I, in the toilet, I can't think, well, how do I get the music from this old iPod on? There's no jack in, there's no nothing. And then opened the glove compartment to find the bell and found my old JBL speaker, this wonderful speaker I've used for years. And I, to my embarrassment, forgotten that I had. It's sitting in this car because this car needs it. And uh, so here we are. I'm able to share with you, and now I've spoiled it all by uh, explaining too much. Um, I listened to um, Slate Political Gab Fest, as I always do every week, and they had an interesting topic, and it was about, I think it was an interview with a journalist about how do you deal with all the bad news in the world. Like when this is your life, you're reporting on this stuff, and it, and it's impacting yourself personally deeply because you're... If you're not seeing it up, you're, you're researching and, and you're reading about the horror that mankind inflicts on others, uh, you know, on, on the, hard, the evil we do. And sometimes it's hard and, and you can get, I guess she was saying you can get addicted to it. So that this is what you're always searching for. And it becomes your reality and your mindset and, and it impacts your relationships, your, your health, everything else. So anyway, how to get rid of this and there were some tips. And I realized uh, that's a topic I want to talk about. Like how do we, because I know everybody listening to this, you can't tune out the news. You, you can cut back on it as I've been trying to do. But you just have to hear yesterday, what, 15 people Students at a university in Prague, you never hear these bad news stories coming from Prague. Bam, shot down, maybe 25 others wounded or whatever the numbers were. But just, oh my God, it's everywhere. And that was my son's comment, my 30-year-old son, 32. Uh, yeah. D- Dad, you know, that's that's just, that's the norm. I, that. That's like, it's not unusual. This is the world we live in. And again, I've talked about this before, but how fortunate I feel I was to, in spite of the backdrop of the Vietnam War, which was front and center, (coughs) and the horrors in Cambodia and everywhere else that was going on, but you, 
you held out this hope. We can change the world. It can be a better world. Uh, and it was reflected in the music, All You Need Is Love, and everything else. And children, and I'm saying children, and 30 is not children, uh, don't have that blessing today. And it's the world I know in my particular, my younger son, his view of the world is just dark. Now, by the way, when you hit shuffle, you end up with this too. I don't even know who did that. Who was that? I don't know. Anyway, here comes Duran Duran. Wow, I remember this. Came back from Nigeria. And hey, there's a new thing going on. There's videos that go with music. And Duran Duran is at the top, you know. And it, it was it was pretty amazing. You come back from Nigeria when you're you're listening to old vinyl in, in little bars or tapes, cassette tapes mostly. And then you're somebody puts on the TV and you see these fabulous full-color videos of a rock group. Wow, what happened? What did I miss? We're two years away. Um, anyway, again, the joy of shuffle. Um, yeah, so it's it's very sad, and I really feel for both my sons. Number one, they both have come to the conclusion I will never own a home. Like, hey, they're bright, they're young, they're Canadian, they're middle class background. You know, they, like, why why are they in this position? To feel that they will never have own a home. That that's just that's not the Canadian dream. That's not the way it used to be. Um and <laughs> I know with my younger son, who he was the one who would not get vaxxed for his own reasons, and I'm not gonna go into that now. Um but it's a dark world. It's a horrible world, and I've just somehow got to get by in it. And it, it just, it's just sad. It's just sad. Now, when I listened to the thing on Slate, uh, they gave advice about how to, you know, showing the impact that the dark news can have on you and, and how to distance yourself to some degree, although you still have to be aware. You want to know what's going on in the world. And, of course, the three people she's talking to on the Slate pad, pad, uh, podcast um, this is their world, what's happening in the, in the world. But I think in particular, they were focusing on the impact Donald Trump has had on this with, with the, the amazing job. This is to rival all dictators. And my God, if he does win the election or becomes the next president, win, becomes the next president of the United States, uh, well, the world is in for trouble. It already is. I've just said that. But The amazing job he has done in putting out disinformation, in getting people, him and the people around him and the forces behind him, to doubt all news, all sources, uh, you know, the, the, the henchmen who back him up, who have attacked the public as effectively as they have to say, well, you can't believe anything. There's always another side. This is, you know, the, the, what is it? 
partial truths or different truths or, you know, I don't know, all the language they use, the 1984 stuff. It's really, really upsetting. And again, you know, how do you, how do you shake that? How do you get rid of that? And I don't know. I don't have advice that I could give to somebody to give to my son to say, well, you know, always look on the bright side of life. Yeah, that's, that's not so easy. So here we go. Well, maybe this song is fitting. Again, this is Shuffle. I'm not doing anything. Um, this is Beautiful Boy by Ben Harper. And, of course, that was a, uh, a John Lennon song. Oh, and that was the music came from a, um, an effort to save Darfur. So, again, there are signs of hope out there. I can see them. It's easier for me. But I don't know where I can point my son to say, look, here's, here's some hope. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess I haven't had this damn thing charged up, and uh, it just died. So there's our little experiment. But I'm I'm glad even for that little bit I was able to share it with you. Um, I could play it through the... Uh, just through the iPod now, I guess, if we want to continue. Yeah. Just not quite as effective. So, yeah. This is Scarbadoo trying to pass on a little bit of uh, hope and sunshine because it's it's just so easy to uh, uh, see the darkness and be, be shrouded in the darkness and not... not not see the rays of, of good hope. And th- this is why, again, those little things when you go into the supermarket, talk to the cashier, don't waste their time, let them get on with their job, and pick up on the clues if somebody's not ready to share or smile. It's okay, just move on. The next person will be. And, uh, and just um, do what you can in, in your little circle. To share things, you know, uh, to share, oh, here's something that makes me happy. Here's something I like. Here's something good. Uh, because it's too easy to share the uh, the crap. And everybody's exposed to it all the time anyway. So let's look for alternatives. Let's look for a little bit of uh, bright spots here and there. Is that too much to ask for? It probably is. So I think I'm going to end on that. I think what I'll do is I'll try and find a song to uh, to end this podcast with and um, give that to you. Sorry, I don't have any Christmas music anywhere, but I do. I do, and I guess that's what, what this is about. This I'll release this today. I'm leaving in, in an hour. I'm leaving for uh, Kempville to see in Canada, as I mentioned, to see family. And uh, I look forward to that and to celebrate the fact that I've got a wonderful brother and sister who I've... Uh, have been good to me, and uh, we were all so very different, but we all get along just fine, and, and uh, that that's wonderful. The uh, next generation below them coming along, getting older, when I look at nieces and they're, they're in their 50s, oh my God, what? How could that be? That little girl? Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, there, there, are, there are bright things, and there is kindness, and there is, dare I say it, there is love out there. So, uh, have a very, <laughs> it's hard to say Merry Christmas after that. It's very hard to say that, but a, a, 
a happy holiday season as as best you can. You know, do the things that uh, that bring kindness and joy to others. Share them with your uh, friends and family. So, uh, best wishes, and believe me, let's uh, let's really work together on making 2024 a good year. Yeah, let's aim for that. Scarborough Dude signing out. Ho, 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 ho.
Radio Reloj. 5 de la mañana. No todo lo que es oro brilla. Remedio chino e infalible.